There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode eight of season four of The Magicians. Oh my goodness. So I am loving this season, how everything's so kind of all over the place. But we're getting more storylines that that I wasn't expecting because we got a lot of Katie. Yes. And just we've been getting Fen and we've been getting all the people that we kind of didn't get a whole lot of. Right. And I'm really enjoying it, and I'm very grateful that we're getting all these storylines, because I hate when they have people and they don't use them, especially if it's like main cast. Right. And a very pleasant surprise as well. Yes. The return of one character. Which we'll talk about. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, before we jump into that, why don't you hit us with some ratings news? All right. Episode 8 brought in a 0.19 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.534 million viewers, making it the 40th overall cable show for the day. We got Live Plus 7 for Episode 6, tied for 14th in adults 18 to 49 total gain, going from a 0.2 to a 0.5 for an increase of 0.3. It tied for 9th in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, increasing by 150%. It was 25th in viewers' total gain, going from 0.534 to 1.193 million viewers for an increase of 0.659, which made it 5th in viewers' percentage gained, increasing by 123%. That's really good, and I'm really happy. Yes. Because I want more, 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 more. Yes. (laughs) They're just hitting their stride. Oh, I can only imagine what they've got planned. Oh, I know. And hopefully we'll get better synopsis than what we've gotten, (laughs) for instance. Yes. Episode 8, Home Improvement. Penny licks an egg. Alice is jealous of a flower. Oh, really? Freaking kidding me. (laughs) Although the penny egg licking thing was really funny. Yes, it was. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we got so much awesomeness, and we even got a dragon. Yes, we did. So, woohoo. And not a return of a dragon we'd seen before. This was a new dragon. Brand new. Apparently, there's a lot of them. Yeah. All right. Let's start with Team Break Bills. Katie has an idea to help in their search for this artifact. She wants to pull in Pete, a.k.a. Love Lady, for help. And I thought Julia was going to have a cow. Right. Julia's like, excuse me, what? Yeah. She's like, yeah, I don't think so. You might be on your own with this one. Yeah. And he has a lead on what they're looking for and where to find it. It's dragon time. (laughs) This is our new dragon. Yes. And they need to offer it something in exchange for the artifact. 
course, Pete pulls Katie aside and asks what she's going to do about the hedge witch situation and the bombing in Modesto. Katie tells him she's sure that Whitley caused the bombing and she wants her turned in so that all the hedges aren't branded terrorists. And she wants Pete to do it. Now, Pete was a little reluctant with this conversation. Even. Just a little bit, yeah. It's just like, uh, but her boyfriend was killed by the librarians. And I love Katie's like, yeah, so it was mine. Right. And he had to stop because I know he knows the situation. Yeah. But I guess he was a little taken aback that Katie was just so blunt about it. Yeah. But it's like, okay. And kind of surprising. Katie's like, well, it's her or everyone. Come on. What do you think is the best? Right. That's cop Katie talking. Right. (laughs) Of course, Penny 23 also learns from Julia that Elliot is still alive, yet nobody mentions we probably should let Margot know. I'm wondering why they still haven't told Margot. Uh, Exactly. I mean, I don't know. Do you think it's more because Margot may not be able to survive it? Well, I think she would probably be ecstatic if Elliot was alive. I think it would change her whole attitude towards everything. (laughs) I don't know. I think it might tear her apart knowing that he's in there and there's no way to get to him. Right. But that's true, too. That's quite possibly the thing that could push her over the edge is if she really thought that, yeah, he's alive, but we haven't gotten him out and we don't know if we're ever going to get him out. Yeah, that might do it. Yeah, I think that would definitely start the tears that will never end. Right. And, of course, Julia also informs Penny 23 that Shoshana, her acolyte, is no longer alive. Yeah, he didn't seem to take that, like, hard or anything, but I think he was a bit surprised, like, oh, damn, okay. Right. A lot has happened since he was gone, and he was gone for, like, a day. Right. And then he has to deliver a terrible message to Katie that Penny 40 says he's sorry, and basically goodbye. Oh, my gosh. And Katie was just like, hmm, okay. And that was it. I was like, (laughs) I don't know what I wanted from Katie, but I just expected something else. Right. And she's kind of got a whole lot on her plate right now. So I don't think she's going to process it anytime or anytime soon. Do you think it's kind of along the same lines as Margot? Yep. Okay. Absolutely. I do. It's just going to be one of those things. But when it hits, it's going to hit hard. So, of course, Julia and Quentin head to Dragonland. This dragon is in the East River, and her herald, Harold, is in crisis mode. Oh, my gosh. That was hilarious, especially when he's like, yeah, a little mix-up in a Craigslist ad. (laughs) And here I am. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, okay, you know what? They did this before with something, and I thought it was hilarious. And so I like they keep kind of coming back to it. Right. And it turns out she's missing an elixir. And if Julia and Quentin can find it, the dragon will reward them with anything they want. So, of course, they've got this. Sure, 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 sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. Nothing can go wrong, I'm sure. Right. So, Quentin says the arrow leads to Fillory and heads to Break Bills where he finds Poppy. Poppy. Which, not only is Poppy there. Yeah. What the hell? She's oh so very pregnant. Yeah, that's very, very, very pregnant. Yeah, and I'm like, wait a second. Did her and Q have sex back when they were on the boat? Like, I'm trying to remember everything. Yeah. But it's weirder because she's even more dragon obsessed 
than she was. Which I didn't think was possible. Exactly. Because she has, like, comic books, apparently, that she wrote, which we'll get to those. But (laughs) I was just like, what in the actual hell is going on here? Right. Absolutely. You go, this is not what Q needs right now. (laughs) No. And sure enough, Julia finally tracks him down. And it is completely different as Q is just doting all over Poppy. Which is really strange. Yes. Why are you acting like this, Q? What the hell happened to you? (laughs) Right? Of course, he announces to Julia that he's going to be a dad. And (laughs) you go, what the F are you talking about? Right? And then suddenly the rest of the gang, well, Penny and Katie, join Julia at the old physical kid's cottage, which apparently keeps moving, by the way. Right. And I love Penny's like, this isn't normal, right, guys? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not my timeline, but this is really not normal, right? (laughs) And, of course, Katie finds the uh, comic book. Yes, which apparently is very graphic. Yeah, Uh, dragon porn. Yes. (laughs) What was it? Dragon Writers of something. Yeah. <laughs> but whole different kind. But yeah, okay, okay. I'm not even going to go into it. Never no. <laughs> Moving on. And they also spot an empty bottle of elixir. And sure enough, that finally gives them the clue that they need to figure out what's going on. They realize that the elixir is the dragon's sperm. And more than likely, Poppy used it on herself to get her pregnant. What? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on a minute here. This is, It was bad enough when we thought it was Q's. Now it's a dragon's. This is just getting out there. Right? Because, of course, he might not be the dad, but he's still acting strange. And Julia realizes that the dragon fetus has built-in protections and that anything that touches a pregnant mother will want to protect the growing baby. Hence, Crazy Q. Okay, but interspecies. Yeah. Like, huh? No. Yeah, I'm sorry. Human cannot give birth to a dragon-human hybrid. That just... I don't no. think so. <laughs> but it's weirder because apparently the comic books that are super graphic uh, had information that a dragon is pregnant for, what, three years? Yeah. And they're like, when was the last time we seen Poppy? Yeah, it hadn't been this that long. This doesn't seem right. <laughs> So, obviously, we figure out, well, yeah, she's pregnant, but not dragon pregnant. Right. But there is a dragon egg behind her. Oh, look. Big surprise. And it's touching that egg that apparently made Q kind of crazy and protective. And he's like, you're not taking Falcor. Thank you for the throwback (laughs) to Neverending Story. Yes. I love it. And And right when he says that, Poppy's like, we are not naming him Falcor. Yeah. But Penny grabs the egg, and now Penny has this weird moment where he's like, I I really want to lick this egg. And it was Katie and Julia look at him like, the hell are you talking about? And then all of a sudden he licks the egg, and I was like, oh my god, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. And then when he looks at Julia, hey, do you want a hit of this? <laughs> oh my god. How did they keep a straight face? How many times did they have to do that scene? Oh, I know. uh, The director of this episode just had to be pulling his hair out with the number of takes they had to do. 
I mean, because when we he, get to Philly, these guys are obviously professionals, but but you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brittany Curran and Summer Bichelle actually made the director mad because they were cracking up all the time in their scenes. I can imagine. It's just this one because Julia grabs it and she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Spells don't work on me. Zoink. Yeah. Katie pulls her gun and off they run. Back at the East River, there's a dragon egg showdown. Because as soon as <laughs> Julia and Katie show up, well, there's Penny, Poppy, and Q waiting for her. Yeah. Penny's a traveler, remember, guys? Yeah. Oops. But I love it because... Julia had the egg like out over the river and Penny's like, are you just going to hold it out like all day? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. And of course, as they're arguing over it, the East River dragon appears. And oh my gosh. This was great too. Yeah. Cause at first she doesn't want to have anything to do with it until she finds out it's the other city dragons. And, ooh, give me a chance to get back at her. Yeah, I love it. But then the, the dragon's even like, wait, how are you holding that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, huh. So even the dragon doesn't know what's going on with Julia. Right. That she should not be able to do that without acting crazy. Right. Now, of course, Cube, Poppy, and Penny are devastated to lose it. And we get another scene with Julia and Penny back at the apartment. Where Julia's being wistful that she's not quite human anymore. <laughs> Penny's weirdly rubbing eggs on his temples. <laughs> yeah. And Penny says he's not quite human either. Well, not doing that, you aren't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I was really like, what is happening? Why are they fondling you know, like a dozen eggs? <laughs> yeah. He's got a crazy egg ha hangover. And of course, so does Q. And... Poppy is coming to terms with her pregnancy. Which is weird because she was like, yeah, I'm, I was going to give the baby up for adoption because I'm not ready and things are weird. And she does tell Q that it's not his. Thank and God. he's like, yeah, a little relieved, a little disappointed, I think, at the same right. time. Yes, absolutely. But she's like, you know what? I'm going to keep the baby. You convinced me. And he's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> huh? Like, how did I convince you? It was him like, being so protective of it. Right. Hope you're ready because you're going to be the godfather. Okay, bye. <laughs> well, what? And off Poppy goes. Yeah. And a lot of people were, were messaging and wondering if she did this scene actually while she was pregnant. Right. And Very she possibly. never answered, though. So no. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I never saw anything. So Harold, the Herald shows up after with the artifact that they were looking for. And a cryptic message for Julia. She, oh, I love it. <laughs> she must seek the binder. And Julia's like, and then she went on to state what the binder was? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no. You're on your own. At least you okay, got a bye. name. <laughs> yeah. I guess that'll help somewhere. Maybe. Because he does say our kind. So I'm assuming the dragon saying it. In regards to magical people, creatures, right. what? Yep, I think so. Oh. I think she may know that she's a goddess who's lost her way. I guess we get to wait and find out. Yeah. Like everything else. Yes. Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. With a couple episodes left, I'm not sure that story's going to get wrapped up this season. 
I think this quest is only truly beginning. Oh my gosh. How many quests are we going to have? Yeah. <laughs> as many as they can come up with. That's true. So we have a brief check-in with Team Monster as Darth Elliot is going through withdrawal symptoms and is very unhappy. Well, yeah, because this is taking too long. This is what it's like in the real world. Right. You don't get everything you want immediately, yeah. you spoiled little child. Exactly. And, of course, Quentin's looking for that artifact, the one that our friendly mummy mentioned. And, of course, the Elliot's just not too long, taking too long. You're, you're worthless. You know what? Then go find it yourself. No, exactly. Yeah, Q's finally getting a little tired of his childish behavior. He stood up, up to him a couple episodes ago, and he basically told him, go pound salt if he does. <laughs> go find it yourself. Coming from an episode of something else I watched today, bugger off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let's head over to Alice. And Zelda asked Alice for help. She and needs, this was surprising. Yeah, she needs her Niffin experience to learn about the mirror world and help Harriet find her way out if she is still alive in there. And Alice had some really good points. She's like, you said you knew everything you needed to know exactly. about everything. Yes. And like, Fog was just... Grinning. Shitty even grin. on. <laughs> He's like, hmm, I guess Alice was right. You did need some information, huh? Yep, while well, he's just sipping his drink. and But in return, she'll help Alice find her new Modesto pal, Sheila, and also bury their books so the library won't track them down later. Which is smart. Right. Now, of course, to do this... <laughs> and Fog was going, you aren't going to like this. Yes, because apparently Alice is the only one who can do this spell. Right. She has to do it with her mother, though, so she goes to her mom's house. Because it's a cooperative spell that requires a mother-daughter pair. Yeah, that'll work right. Yeah. Now, of course, she finds out there's new magic meters tracking usage in their house. New systems put in place since the Modesto bombing. That's not a good thing. No, but... Her mom's like, what's the big deal? The gas company has a, a meter in the back. What difference does it make? Right. It's like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's just a little too close to Big Brother. Sorry. Right. Now, of course, Alice and her mom are failing at their spell casting, and good old Carol shows up. Not looking anything like she did the last time we saw her. No, but... I mean, that was part of the thing. You know, she had always right. had magic in place. Yeah. And Alice is insisting that her mom continue to try the spell, but because Carol's there and shares her marital aid tools. <laughs> Which I was thinking, what the hell? Right. And then they turn out being like weird, like dolls. Voodoo dolls. Yeah. Yeah. Nude voodoo dolls. <laughs> and we find out that maybe that's... Not a good thing to be doing. As librarians show up, and of course, Alice locks the house down. Because it seemed like her mom busted her. And like, because she does say something. And I can't remember exactly what she said, but like, oh, you get a bonus for turning people in. Right. So you immediately think that she turned in Alice, and that's what Alice thought. And it's like, wait, hold on. What? And... 
she's like, you do anything because they're giving you extra magic for that. And they'll give you extra magic for turning people in. You are such a piece of crap. Now, her mom and her obviously never got along. Right. So the fact that they just happened to show up when Alice was there and they had tried a couple spells that were unsuccessful. I can totally see her mom doing this. Oh, absolutely. She probably blames Alice for father's death. Oh, yeah. Which that was still sad. Yeah. But, you know, they're arguing about the situation and her mom finally lets it slip. I was turning in Carol. And Carol's like, the hell? (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was funny. Yeah. And Alice was just like, what? You weren't turning me in? No. And and this is what made me mad because I think this was at the point when her mom's like, you know, everybody knows the librarian. The library saved magic, and I wanted Alice to go, no, Ma, it was me and my friends, all right? Right. They've been lying. Yeah, the whole time. Right. But that's about the time that the librarians deploy the screaming books, (laughs) which the one librarian was so excited to do. Yeah. The other guy's just like, you're doing the paperwork. Yeah. (laughs) So apparently this is a big thing, the screamers. And they, they managed to, like, throw the books out and they go in another room which is all glass and i'm thinking the library's gonna see alice because right now they don't know she's there right but apparently nobody walks around the house no so alice's mom is like carol maybe you should just turn yourself in okay and then all this would be done and blah 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 and suddenly was it alice is like hey wait a second can you use those dolls against the librarians (laughs) and of course you know all the stuff like but we need what was it? We need a uh, DNA. DNA. Right. But now, how does Alice have DNA? Alice did didn't. I her mom did because the, right. the librarians had met with her bef- prior to this and she had given them something to drink. So she had their DNA on cups that hadn't been washed yet. Right. Okay. So I'm thinking, how did Alice have it? Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> and so uh, Carol does her thing. Oh, my God, they were hilarious. <laughs> Doing her little flicks at the dolls, which... <laughs> <laughs> which... <laughs> oh, my God, I'm going to snort. Yeah. Because at first, I mean, obviously, she wasn't doing anything rough, because the one librarian's like, oh, oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, when I realized what was happening, I did. I was just, I was cracking up. Yeah. And I think I probably did start snorting then, like I almost started to snort now, <laughs> laughing. And and then she's flicking and she's doing not-so-nice things. Right. Which gets them off the porch and right. out into the yard. Like writhing around in the yard. And that's when Carol's like, okay, I'm going to make my getaway. Yep. But at this time, Alice and her mom finally get to come together because they realize that even though they were not getting along they were almost always on the same page right and they're all that they have left and they were able to make the spell work right and it was kind of sweet bittersweet i guess because then alice had to leave and hopefully her mom would still be safe right so alice ends up delivering the spell to zelda and and i loved it because fog's like oh and things are right with the world for a minute yeah so Let's get everything out there. And so Zelda has given the information. It's like, oh, well, yeah, thanks. I got this. And okay, Fog's going to get his extra magic for the school. And oh, yes, Sheila. 
And Fog's like, and here's the other shoe. Yeah. <laughs> Sheila has joined the order. And I was like, okay, has she been coerced? What's going on? Right. Yeah. I kind of think that, yeah, they, you know, Zelda gave her a little talk that she could be doing all this good stuff. And, you know, because Zelda, deep down inside, really doesn't want to hurt anybody. She just wants to do good things and take care of her business. Yeah. I mean, on one hand, Zelda's right. She's like, well, she's a librarian, so her book's placed in the poison room. Right. So nobody can get to it. So nobody will ever know anything. But on the other hand, I'm like, uh, Sheila, damn. (laughs) Because Sheila is happy, but Alice is devastated. But she hands over the beacon because everything's been followed through. Right. Deal's a deal. Fog's just still sitting there like, eh, so close to being good. Yeah. (laughs) And then we head out to Fillory. <laughs> I love this because oh, this was amazing. We get to see Fed, Brittany Curran, yay! Looking badass. Yes, on her quest. Yeah, I love how she's kind of talking to herself. I'm on a solo quest. Yay! <laughs> Gonna do my thing. It's like, <laughs> but and then out of nowhere, Margot pops up, looking like she just got off of uh, what Fifth Avenue. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what are you wearing? And she's like, well, you know what? Maybe I'm your wingman. <laughs> Finally, after they argue about it. Right. Oh, yeah. Because, of course, you know, Fen and her knives, she throws one, misses Margot, which Barely. I'm sure was on purpose, though. Yeah. And Margot, which is hilarious. Jesus, based on the novel Christ by <laughs> Sapphire, I was dying. Yes. Like, that's a whole lot of words. If you're, you almost got speared, basically. Right. <laughs> but Margo wanted in. And and I loved it because Finn knows a lot more than she's saying, obviously. Oh, it's yeah. It's like, are you sure it's not because, you know, you and Josh are fighting? And Margo's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Everything's fine. It's great. Yeah. I, I haven't caught feelings. It's fine. <laughs> Ben's uh, just like, uh-huh. hey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on to you, Margo. All right, sure, Margo, whatever. So off they go to find the woman from Fen's dream. And I'm like, what is happening? Because when they find the woman, she's wearing a really bad cat mask. Right. And she's like, oh, the prophecy. You've come to get your future. Well, the the prophecy involves a lot of yard work and laying a path. And and she keeps adding stuff. And Margo's like, really? Hmm, let's see. Because all of a sudden there was some like creeping vines and Margo manages to push the prophecy lady into it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I see shears in the shed. And Margo's like, oh, you mean these shears? <laughs> Didn't see that one, did ya? <laughs> no. So enough of this BS. What's the what? And then I felt bad, who is truly... Not naive, but she was believing that this woman was serious. Right. Well, now she's ticked. I'm kind of shocked Fen's not like, you know what? Why don't you meet my knife, too? Yeah, that would have been funny. Of course, she's not the real green-hooded woman. But instead, she does end up finding it later in her dream. Right, yeah. Which I thought was The lady tells her that, yes, she's looking for the Napster who can only be caught in a dream. Which was 
interesting, though. It's like, how did the lady know? She knew enough to fake a lot of stuff. Right. But in Fen's dream, when she does finally get to, to meet the Napster, I'm like, seriously, the Napster? Yeah. <laughs> She's in a dream where Margo is going to marry Josh and she wants Fen to give her away. I'm like, because at first I didn't realize it was dream. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Thinking this was like supposed about? to be the prophecy. No, it said, gets much worse. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so weird. Because the Napster is like this cat-human hybrid and decides, okay, fine, I'll tell you, but you're not going to like yours. She's like, but you can ask for somebody else's. Yeah. And there was some hemming and hawing. She's like, oh, yeah, Margo's. And then she's like, don't you, like, value yourself? She's like, yes, I value myself. Okay, fine, mine. Wait, I don't know. Hold on. Yeah. But as she's doing it, I don't know how much you noticed because I thought it was so awesome with and I don't know if it was CGI or if it was little motors, but like the um, whiskers were twitching a little and the right. ear was moving. I'm like, that looks so freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like these tiny movements. Yeah. Just like a cat. Right. Exactly. I'm like, this is so cool. And for something that most people probably aren't noticing, I thought that was a lot of work. Yeah. So again, FX team, costume team, awesome. Hats off. Yes, absolutely. Come back to this. But anyway, apparently, Fen's destiny does involve the High King. And it's that Fen must dethrone her very bloodily if needed. Yeah. It's like, what? Not again. <laughs> I, right? I'm like, hold on. I thought there was like good things supposed to be happening because Margo was elected. And what is happening? Right. And then the preview that we got. I'm not digging what might come. No. They were hauling Margo off to the dungeon again. <laughs> it's like, not again. Yeah. I was like, this is not cool. What is happening? Yeah. All right. I love this episode, though. Oh, I really it was awesome. So we want to know what you guys think. Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. That's S-Y-F-I talk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know your thoughts on the show, on the book, on the episode itself uh what do you think is going to happen did you enjoy the costuming and the fx you know everything and while you're at it if you can check out the website www.fangirlzone.com you can check out our contacts page there which has all our information and all the other random stuff we have on the facebook page i mean on our website along with our facebook page and while you're at it if you can rate and review us on itunes and every other platform you find us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends. We do hope you're enjoying the podcast. And we want to hear from you. But for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. Fan, don't accuse me of catching feelings, all right? It's insulting. And until next time. <laughs>